Hey there, it's Berlin Newby with Kingdom Talks. And look at this. I'm here live in person with Ruthie Andrews. I know you guys absolutely love her and I am just on my way across the U.S. and I was so blessed and grateful that she's able to meet me as I'm traveling through Missouri. She stopped in, everybody. <laughs> I know, right? Yes. So as you guys know, we've been asking experts from all over the country in the leaders in the movement of the next age, what do you like the best? What is the most exciting thing about this next shift of God, this next age coming into the kingdom era? Yeah, I, I just can't tell you how excited I am. And I think the most exciting thing for me is just watching people wake up. Yes. When, they're, when they have the light bulb moments and when all of a sudden the, New Test, or the Old Testament becomes raw and more real, um, the bloodlines, the Nephilim, the... Oh, the giants, they're coming back. Uh, just <laughs> things like that. It All of a sudden, it, it, it all just lines out. The ducks kind of fall in a row, right? Yeah. And, and watching people have those light bulb moments and just kind of come to, mm -hmm. um, that's, um, that's exciting for me. I love those teaching moments. Yeah, it's kind of cool. That, so I heard somebody recently call all of those um, Passover passages where yes. we just kind of read over this because it didn't make sense to us, you know. And so now when we're actually diving deep mm -hmm. and going back and realizing that some of these translations are actually translated wrong. Yes. You know, yes. and we go back and study the original and the meaning and the context. Yes. And we think, wow, this yeah. is really, really real. And the revelations yeah. that people are getting are the same as thousands Remarkable. of years ago. Remarkable. And those yeah. Passover passages, we're going back now and understanding, oh my goodness, we needed this information. Right. All the heritages, all of, all of the names, it's all starting to line up and it's making sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a great thing to be mm -hmm. <laughs> excited about. I love watching light bulbs go off too. So the second question that we've been asking people is, because we don't want this to end up like church age where it all mm -hmm. got divided into denominations. Yes. What can hold our unity together? Because there are so many different camps. Not one person has all of, of the answers. Right. And there are so many different streams of thought and, you know, on eschatology or mm -hmm. on how to access. And some people think it has only can be one way. And, you know, if, if one person says it's got to be this way, it's probably not the person to listen to because I think that yeah. there, God is just revealing based on our own mandates. And sometimes he reveals different things to me than to you or anyone else. Right. And sometimes, um, the things that other people have been revealed, I go, uh, I, that doesn't make sense to me. But it doesn't mean that I stop loving the person. Yes. Doesn't mean that I throw everything out. No baby out with the bathwater thing. I just have to put right. those things on a shelf. Right. So what would you say the best thing to do is to, to keep the unity of, yeah. th throughout this movement? That's a great question. I, I really think it has to do with a heart of humility. Mm. That we understand that we, not one person, as you said, has all of the answers. Mm -hmm. And when somebody digs in a little bit further and maybe even calls you out a little bit. If they see something in you that needs a little bit of correction, I've had that happen to me multiple times oh, in the yeah. past months. Gosh, yeah. um, a prophet 
all of a sudden gets a gets a um, window into your person. That happened to me just yesterday, and oh, they wow. saw something from when I was a teenager. Oh. Um, and and I had to let myself just be open to that moment and say, yes, I need. I've got some work to do on that piece. Absolutely. So allowing those people to speak in and realizing that when that's happening, you're actually building more community yeah, um, yeah. and you're extending yourself into what the next wave of what needs to happen. Um, mm -hmm. As you are open and humble, you can roll into and grow and get the next revelation. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's really important. I think to that honoring each other and the love, um, but yeah, humility and you know, we've all been wrong. Like I've, I've been wrong multiple times. It happens. <laughs> Being a redhead, it happens. A yeah, lot. right. Because <laughs> we yeah. just go charging up and I'm like, I thought I was right. right. Sorry about that. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> right. And another thing I was talking about on another show was that I have this piece and this piece and this piece, and me in my mind, like, oh, I put that all together, and God's like, ah, oh, they did not go together. <laughs> you it, know. Right. So, so right. there's, you know. Different revelations, um, we have, we just have to be open and, and ready, ready to receive that, that correction, like you said. Yes. And here's the thing though, is it's, it's gotta be in love because we can't go slapping each other upside the head for revelation because what if the person, I mean, what if the person was right after all? You know, it's yeah. like none of us know. I mean, we obviously if there's like moral failure or something like that, that's a little different. But, you know, um, we're all, I, I would say there's probably, there is a line that says um, has to be two or three witnesses or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So I guess mm -hmm. if we pray together and, Absolutely. and have that unity and honor, then, right. yeah, that would, that would be uh, helpful to be able to correct anything yeah. that, and I'm open to correction and. Absolutely. You know, sometimes. No. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. No. Yes. No, I am. Yeah. I, I get it. I, I do go off the rails sometimes. Yes. But I'm not a Bible scholar, and I'm not, mm -mm. you know, like a lot of the people in the movement come out of being a pastor in the right. church age. Yes. And so when a pastor in the church age says they've got this new revelation, people tend to follow them because exactly they were... They had that leadership they, role. They did have the that authority, that <clears throat> role. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, I know this is interesting. I'm going to share a story that my um, that my sister actually um, mm. relayed to me. Um, she was sitting in a church meeting not that long ago. She's actually left church very recently. So bless mm -hmm. her heart. She's kind of new and, oh. and walking into this movement, mm -hmm. as I think a lot of us are. Yeah. Um, but she was sitting in a church meeting not that long ago in a Bible study. And there was a couple of different, very scholarly, theologically based people that were going back and forth on a very finite point in scripture. Uh -huh. And she was getting lost, like I think a lot of us do. And she had her own heart cry moment out to the father and said, Lord, I, I'm not a theologian. I don't operate like this. In fact, I'm not getting their argumentation. I'm, I'm not following what's going on here. Mm -hmm. And he said very specifically <clears throat> to her, I didn't ask you to be a theologian. I asked you to organize. And I think we need to have hearts of honor that when we look across the room in our movement, because we're going to be meeting and greeting and rubbing shoulders with a lot of different people, yeah. that those folks who had authority and who had stature and a position, that's fabulous. Mm -hmm. But there are so many other people who have these other 
forms of operation that they're really good at. Right. And I think part of the movement needs to really be linking arms, you know, with those folks and yeah. really for so long, some of them, them have been sidelined and really mm -hmm. being willing to bring them in at a different level and, and honor what they bring to the table. Yeah, and I love that in the church age, actually, it started like the marketplace movement mm -hmm. where you still had a voice even if you're not a pastor. And so that's yes. being extended now into this, this next stage movement um, into the kingdom realm. So I love that, that yes. it's not all about one guy at the pulpit. No, it's not. And so many people have these other offerings, the watchmen, the people who are called to be separate from the group mm. and stand guard. And they have a perspective. They have this outside, out the window. Um, they've been out in the yard looking in for so long and they, they can see things that the folks within the group haven't been able to see oh, yeah. the prophets who've been signed line. They've had the dreams, they've had the visions and they haven't been allowed to speak in church meetings and groups for so long. We need to give them an ear. You, you have to be willing again, to, back to that note of humility, mm. being willing to be quiet and listen to what they're bringing to the table and listen to what they have to say, because really they have some amazing insights. Yeah. 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 That's really good. So is there anything else that you want to talk about with this kingdom movement or the shift or anything of the revelation that you've had recently before we dive into, I have a, I have a special gift for you guys. We're going to talk about Ruthie's new program, but after we talk about this, so yeah, is there anything that you want to share about kingdom stuff? Kingdom Revelation or anything like that? You know, I think for me recently in the past weeks, I've just been diving more into constellations. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Absolutely. I, I can't tell you all of my research and all of my time is coming back to the same notes along those lines that the enemy and Luciferian power has very much been harnessed to the stars and to the constellations. Mm. And they have been co-opted. And they have very much been used for very evil purposes mm. and getting yourselves unlinked and unharnessed and being able to be a witness to the stars, being able to understand how the luminaries um, have been used since Babylonian times in order to bring great evil into our world. There's, there's really a, a great battle looming. Mm -hmm. um, and I think becoming more aware of how the heavenlies work and really scientifically how they operate, I think is going to be a key. Mm -hmm. So that's really where a lot of my research recently is, is really walking into. Yeah. yeah. We just had that conference with Chris Carter discovering yes. the heavens with, um, and he's talking about the cosmic clock, but he does introduce, uh, uh, us to some of the, the stars and planets and moon and sun as mm. beings. Yes. And so I think that's yes. probably what you're thinking about. Is, exactly. Is your being. So have, have you had any interaction yourself with, with them or? Yeah, absolutely. As I'm working with clients, um, amazingly enough, this is coming up quite often. Just this past week in session, I had a conversation with Orion and Orion oh, wow. had taken parts and was had of this person and was holding them captive. And I was able to have a conversation with Orion and, and gently command, but command to let them go. Wow. Um, and I worked with a team of angels, including Raguel, who again is the head. He's one of the seven archangels around the throne of the father, but he's to be in charge of the luminaries. And so I called him in to help. It was a quite amazing process. Wow. Um, but yes, we were able to get the parts of this person free. 
Um, but I'm finding, and I think a lot of you are finding as well, that there's there's a lot that needs to be done in terms of work with the constellations and with stars. Mm -hmm. It's a big deal. I'd like to flesh this out for the audience a little bit, a, a little bit more, because you're in a field that a lot of our audience doesn't understand. Sure. And so when you're going and doing your activations, and some people call them ascension, spirit journeys, right? And, you know, yeah, like love emissary trips is what yes. you call them. When you're doing that, you're doing work to, in order to free people. Exactly. And some of us aren't there. We're we're you know we're reading our destiny scroll in right. spirit centered business. We go into our conference room and get information and strategy mm -hmm. for our businesses. You know, people are going for different reasons or just to have intimacy with the Father, which yes. is you know the baseline for everything. And um, I'd like to flesh it out a little bit because, as I mentioned earlier, we've been given revelation based on our mandate. And your mandate is significantly different than mine or, or other ones. So could you, like, build a bridge yes. between yes. people who, like... What you're what are being you a right. star is holding captive? What? Okay, well, yeah, my okay yeah. right, yes, absolutely. Um, very early on in people's lives, like before age seven, and sometimes for a lot of people beyond age seven, when, when people go through a trauma, they're oftentimes broken or shattered. There's mm -hmm. literally parts on the inside of their soul that are broken mm -hmm. and they can break off. Some of you even have a sense that there's something inside of your being that is missing. Something may have been taken. There's literally parts of your DNA, parts of your soul, parts of your brain, literally parts of your person that have been um, accosted, that have been broken off, that have been kidnapped, stolen, taken. And um, those parts of your person can be taken into other realms or dimensions or ages or places and used. Mm -hmm. The power of your person, guess this is temple, your body's temple. And, and, and you can have things taken from you and used in other areas and your power be given unto those things. And so in prayer, in warfare, what we do is to go find what was taken or stolen and get it back for you. We take it up into healing realms in the heavenlies and um, let Yeshua, Jesus, work on that for a while with his army of healing angels, ministering angels. And when we're ready, we can bring the part back and reintroduce it to your person. And so that's mm -hmm. part of the work that I do in working with traumatized people. So mm -hmm. hopefully that connects the dots for some folks. Yeah. So you, in other words, you're just saying, um, you know, Father, Holy Spirit or whatever, show us what's going on. Mm -hmm. And they, and you get the, the understanding that it's a part. And so you say, okay, so how do we get this part back? And you say, well, you've yeah. got to do X, Y, Z. And that's how you end up saying, Holy schmoly, this guy yes. is tethered to Orion or whatever. Right. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Okay. And honestly, as well, as I'm working with my clients, oftentimes there's other parts of their person that hold the information and that know where other parts left or went. They have an understanding. Huh. And so part of it, sometimes it's tapping down into that part of your being that is holding the information oh. and just being able to glean and gather the information. So now that all of the person, all of your person now has an understanding, it's not just held captive in one neural network of the brain. We now have an understanding across all the expanse of who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. And then in prayer, we can go in and, and get back what, what's missing or, or what's been taken. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I hope that helps. 
Yes. You, you know what? Yes. Okay, you just mentioned the neural network. And yes. one of the, I, in fact, I think the very first uh, podcast I heard you on, you did a two-part series on the neurochemistry of trauma in the brain. Right. That was on the Jan Duvall with Bride Ministry. Exactly. Um, you just mentioned the neural network and how the, the parts get traumatized and stuck there. Exactly. Can you do a really short version? Yes. If you want the whole thing, go to those other podcasts. But a short version of the this what happens with those parts exactly so so when somebody goes through a horrific trauma and, and typically again this happens before the age of seven that's really when those formative years when really basal parts of the brain are really in development um they're cooking so to speak but when we go through a deep hard trauma what happens is parts of the brain light on fire literally they come into action and they say this is too much for you this is too much for us for we for my being and and what they do is to to take the information in, in regards to what happened during the trauma and they'll literally fuse it into a neural network. Neurons in the brain are simply information processing cells. And so a group, a network of those cells will come and fuse together and will create a space to hold the trauma. And they'll literally lock it up in an area of the brain and sometimes even put a doorway over it. Um, put a code across it. They'll keep it locked away so that the rest of your person doesn't have to be present to the trauma. It's a self-protective measure. Is this something that you could see if you were looking in the biological, physical yes. brain? It's a phys it's an oh. actual physical place in the brain. Okay. And those oh. parts of the brain can become so powerful that they literally create their own personas which is where DID, oh, wow. dissociative identity disorder, is born. It, those oh. parts really are physical places in the brain. They're neural networks in the brain that have fused together and have created their own world sometimes. That's just incredible. That's incredible. I know in Live Busters, uh, we talk about um, after we get rid of the belief and the learn the truth from God, we say, oh, did any parts get stuck? when this incident yes. happened, but we don't, yes. you know, go into the depth that you do. So that's just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But, you know, mm -hmm. I study a little bit of Caroline Leaf yes. and, the, and the brain science and exactly. I kind of, I geek out on it, yes. you know, but, <laughs> but I didn't know that these parts were like a physical thing. I thought it was more of a, I don't know, a spiritual thing. They, so. they really do. They really are all of those pieces. They really are spiritual, physical, emotional. They mm -hmm. have all of the, all of the dimensions and aspects that we as people do. Mm. It's just fused into a, a location up in the brain where all of those pieces are held really. Wow. Wow. Yes. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know I said, is there one yes. more thing? But is yes. there one more thing? Is there anything else? <laughs> Those are really the big okay. pieces. Those are really the big pieces. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's shift gears and talk about your program. Yes. Oh my gosh. We've been working on this. We've she's, been working on this. She's worked so hard and she's just so diligent and what came out of that is just an amazing seven-part right. program that, so she's coach doesn't have to coach the same thing over and over and exactly. over. Now she can have her clients go to this program. So why don't you talk yeah. about each of those modules, what's in them, yes. and 
how can our audience partake? Because I know that a lot of your clients are really traumatic and, and you know, satanic ritual abuse and those kinds of things. But right. all of us have traumas. And I do. listened to those some of those modules, almost all of them, I think. And I got something out of all of them. So fabulous. Take yes. it away. <laughs> Absolutely. So I have created for you a coaching module series called Nuts and Bolts. And it really is a lot of the big pieces that I, I really do walk through with my clients over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And so this is not just something for um, a person with a severe trauma history or somebody who's got DID. Really everybody across the board, mm -hmm. there's takeaways for everybody. It's working on your timeline. It's working on your scroll. It's working on what is anxiety um, and, and how to really work on healing those anxious experiences and working on how to rewire them. Mm -hmm. I go over the same relaxation exercises in my sessions quite often with people, but I've now housed them in all, all in one area so that they're accessible for mm -hmm. you all. So this series will really take you through a, a lot of pieces in terms of what needs to be healed so that you can really start to let your body and your brain and your heart rewire. We're starting to learn to create a different experience. Um, and in each module, I will take you through an activation and, um, and being able to look down on the inside of your person. And I take you through a prayer. Um, and so you will, and there's a worksheet that goes with each module as well. So you'll be able to work through your stuff um, as you journey through um, I'm, I'm so excited that I've been able to, to build this with Berlin and, and present it for you all as well. You will also have access to two hot seat coaching sessions with me in a group format where we're going to be able to work on more personal pieces for you. I, I can work with you one-on-one -on -one within a group context mm -hmm. and um, those are scheduled twice a month. So as you're signing up, you'll be able to work with me and we'll be able to budge and shift and work on some more personal pieces for you as we go. I love that. And, and, you know, it's a, just a much more affordable way that someone can access you personally Absolutely. and, um, still, and still get that breakthrough and Absolutely. that shift that they need. Okay. So in module one, yes. Yeah. So yeah, module <laughs> one is really about reducing anxiety. I oh, can't, yeah. I yes, this one. my goodness. A fear-based response, that's really what anxiety is. It's a fear-based response yeah. in your body and in your person. And um, oftentimes people feel like anxiety is something that's happening to them. Mm -hmm. But really, it's something that we're partnering with because we don't know what else to do. And if you allow it to perpetuate in your person, it really is like a snowball rolling downhill. It's just going to worsen over time because there's no intervention point. There's nothing that you're doing in order to redirect your person and to create a different experience. And so what I do in that module is teach you how to start to create a different experience so that your body and your brain and your heart can start to rewire and heal. Yeah, you really have to be intentional because I, in my cognitive head, I'm like, Berlin, there's no reason for me to be mm. like raising my blood pressure and then starting to get right. the flush and you know how you start getting it, yes. getting the anxiety. Like there's no reason for this. I know how to do it, but I right. didn't know what else to do. Exactly. And you can't talk yourself out of it. That doesn't yeah. work because you're actually increasing the level of tension by saying, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. What are you doing? Um, you know that there's nothing wrong here. 
So your body's just literally continuing to um, ex expose literally a, a higher level of tension and frequency. Oh, and, yeah. and you're not doing anything in order to redirect or to start to create an experience of calm. You're not inducing calm as you self-shame and self-deprecate oh. saying, I can't, you shouldn't be doing this. That's and brilliant. so in yes. order to start to create a different experience, we have to introduce different platforms of behavior. Mm. We've got to do something different. If you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, you're going to have the same result, right? right? So we're, we <laughs> change the experience by wiring in new behaviors. Nice. Okay. So that's module one. That's module one. And, um, I know you have some exercises with it, but I let's do. go through the rest of the modules first before we come back and do an exercise. We'll do the exercise at the end. Yeah, Does absolutely. That make sense? Absolutely. And yes. then maybe a super secret one for our members. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Yes. All right. so, so yeah, module number two is working on excising witchcraft. This is a big deal. Mm. And I also go through voodoo and a little bit of Santeria pieces, but this is a big one. Um, whenever we speak out something negative over somebody else, you're actually speaking out a curse. And crazily enough, that will stick with somebody. Mm. And amazingly, in a lot of people's bloodlines and histories, and this kind of goes unknown and unaware for a lot of folks, your ancestors may have dabbled. Your ancestors mm. may have spoken something negative over the family line. And so I teach you the difference between hexes, curses, incantation spells, vexes, smotes, jinxes, and we go all the way back to Adam and Eve and we work on getting that stuff cleared up. Wow. So yeah, wow. that one's a good, and I've had a lot of people report back that they've had some fabulous experiences with being able to, to feel like, oh, I'm finally getting free from this. So it, it's crazily helpful. A smote. Okay. I've never even heard of a smote. What's a smote? So <laughs> smote is plural for smite and it's a quick negative expression that you speak over somebody. So smote is the plural of that. Wow. Yes. What about if I even just thinking it over myself? If you think it over yourself, it has just as much power. Oh. And so that's why we're told to make our pathway straight, to harness your thoughts. Wow. Yeah. Okay. They that's really huge. do have I a bet. lot of power. They really do have a lot of power. Your thoughts can create thought realms. And once a realm is created, um, anything can come inhabit it. Um, kind of like a house, like a, a construction or a, 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 like a builder would develop a home mm -hmm. and if they, if their financing falls through and they just leave the house or somebody's mortgage falls apart and they just walk away from the home, yeah. anybody can come squat inside of the house. The same things happen in the spirit realm. When you create a thought realm, if you, if you leave it exposed, if you don't do anything with it, anything can come sit in the realm, including a demonic entity. Wow. Okay. So we probably don't even know how many times, or even if we're thinking negative about someone else, oh my gosh, that's yes, just like, that you oh, create, that opens so much up. Yes, you create things atmospherically around you and don't realize that you yeah. have may have set somebody else a trap up for them or other people have done the same to for you. Absolutely. Okay, so let me just ask a question. What if you're just joking? Well, like a lot of people are being oh. facetious or sarcastic or something like that. What yeah, happens? you've got to be careful with it because wow. it may be facetious or sarcastic, but sometimes there's a note of realism behind it. 
Does it have to do with your intention? It really has to do with your intention. Okay, so it's, there's a frequency on it, it of the really, emotion that's behind it. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. And I'm sure wow. that you've experienced this. Somebody's joking around, but there really is a note of harshness behind it. Yeah. I see that happen for folks, yeah. and I always just kind of internally cringe, like, oh, don't do that. Mm, yeah, right. because it really, people can walk away more wounded. They may laugh in the moment, yeah. and I think we've all done that, like you try to you know, smooth it over and make it okay. Like, haha, I'm laughing with you, but really inside you're, you feel hurt. Oh yeah. Yeah. So module two is really good for that. Yeah. Clearing all of that up that we don't even know. Exactly. You know, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then, so module three is, is working on body work and learning how to listen to your cells. Hmm. This is a big one. Okay. Your brain has a sentient intelligence and, and what houses your brain, your body, your cells, your body, your organs, your brain can hear you. Mm -hmm. And so when you're speaking negatively, oh, this healing process is taking so long. Why isn't my body working with my body's not responding here? I'm taking all these supplements. I'm taking all of these. Guilty. I'm going to all these doctor's visits. I'm on all these medications and it's not getting better. It's not getting better. Well, your body hears you say you're not getting better. And it feels your body feels shamed. Oh my gosh. And so your cells respond, they activate to your voice. And when, wow. when your brain hears you say, oh, I'm not healing or you're not healing, it will start to create the energy and the, the, it will start to create the, create the biochemistry for not healing. You will literally activate yourself into not healing. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. That's kind of critical. It's, it's, Let's not do that. Big. This is big oh for a lot of people because we, we get, I, and I know people have frustrated experiences. We feel frustrated when yeah. we feel like we're not moving forward. But as you're speaking that love, level of negativity over your person, mm -hmm. we don't want to put your body in a position where it's not able to move forward and to work for you. Mm. So we really work in module number three to start to learn how to listen to your body, listen to yourselves. And I really take you through an activation mm. um, to dig into that further. Nice. So that we can, can stop making those mistakes, start to create a different experience. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one too. I, I, I need to listen to that one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So module number four. Um, this is really where I get into how we create in the dynamic between people. This is a big one for folks. There is a difference between contract relationships and covenant relationships. Mm -hmm. um, contracts work great in the business world. We need to have contracts in terms of how we operate. Mm -hmm. But really, when we're when we're partnering in deeper relationships, friendships, and when we're partnering with our body, we need to be operating out of a covenant, which is an everlasting promise. Um, that I'm always going to be here for you. This is not, this is not based on any bullet points in a specific contract. Like if you, if I, if my body starts to fail on me or if something starts to fall apart, that I'm going to move back into negativity because now we're, we're now relating to our body out of a contract. The same thing happens oftentimes in, in, in relationships. Um, where somebody wants you to perform, they're asking you to hoop jump for them. You feel like you're always the one who's having to do all of the work. And if you, if you're, if you fail, if you don't follow through, there's a, there's a kind of a, a finger that's pointing at you. There's, mm -hmm. there's a, a note of blame. There's a yeah. string attached. So we really look at the difference between those two pieces quite, we go, we go mm -hmm. down pretty far into that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, again, I take you through an activation. Good. And so yes. getting our understanding the difference between them and then what are we healing from in that? Yeah, that's a good question. 
we're really working on healing misconceptions and we're really working on healing. um, We're really working on recreating the relationships that you have currently. That really is healing. Again, it's rewiring and creating a different experience and, and really working to not do the same thing that we've done over and over and over again in the past. Breaking the patterns. Breaking the patterns. Got it. Exactly. Okay. Great. Exactly. Yes. All right. So module number five is avoid, escape, distract. As, yeah. as things get hard, as you're walking through a healing journey, as you're getting revelation, Sometimes it's hard to kind of stay in that space and we all have things that we like at our fingertips that make us feel good, whether it's online shopping. I was just talking about that with Berlin, <laughs> right. um, but for a lot of people, it's pornography. It can be marijuana. It can be alcohol. It can be sex. It can be, there's a lot of pieces and food, food. Yes. That's a big <laughs> one for people. Yeah. And so we really, I really take you through what is avoidance, what is escapism and what is distraction and again, taking through an activation, really working on a healing journey to, to set those pieces aside mm-hmm. and just really from kind of a cognitive behavioral standpoint, let's work on this. Let's get real about it mm-hmm. and stop letting this be an interference for you as you move forward. Now, are there good, are there times when a distracting is good? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So for example, ministry, um, when I, I find this for myself. That when, when I'm ministering with somebody, when we're digging in, when I'm really letting Holy Spirit flow through, I'm exhausted. After about three hours of that, I'm tired. Mm. And so oftentimes, like on a Saturday, I'll go take a nap. Mm-hmm. But I, I need to make sure that it's a 20-minute nap, not a three-hour nap. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or if, if it's, for me, again, food. If it's pizza night, like if I plan for that once a month, I need to make sure that I'm sticking to one or two pieces, that it's not mm. pushing past that, that yeah. there's, it's, it's within boundaries. It's with, within limits. And I, I know another person that when he goes to minister, um, he really needs to let his body slide back into a, um, a kind of a normal frequency so that he can be with his family again. And one of the things that he does is to play video games. Mm. Well, he needs to do that for 20 minutes, a half hour Again, are you, are you doing it for a, a short amount of time within margin or are you letting yourself slide into, you know, three hours, five hours, six hours, even eight hours? That happens for a lot of folks. Yeah. You know, I started, um, playing, playing games on my com- computer just mm-hmm. like while I was on hold or yes. something like that, but it does start all of a sudden getting longer and longer. Right. All of a sudden, like, you know, 15 minutes have gone by and I'm like, what? What, I, what happened? I didn't even right. realize that it was happening. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. And online, like social media, that's another one that people yeah, use as escapism. And you can easily use that as an excuse while I'm connecting with my ministry partners. I'm connecting with my colleagues. I'm connecting with my family. Yeah. Um, and instead of using those rationalizations to get honest about it and recognize that, no, I was really letting my time um, escape from me. And I was really using this as a way to, um, to kind of smooth something over that I, I didn't want to have to work on or feel or deal with. Good point. And as we know, we need to be friends with time and yes, not take advantage exactly. of him. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All yes. right. Next module. Yeah. So the next module is module number six. And this one's really about your genetic gifting and taking back and owning your DNA. This one's really interesting for folks. Yeah. Um, you really come from a specific bloodline 
and 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 there's giftings that come with that. Some of you, for example, are original 12 tribers, like your 12 tribes of Israel bloodline, and you may not realize that. Mm. Um, or there's something that has been passed down in your family that you're all just really good at doing. Like I oftentimes see where prophetic gifting is bloodline. Like there's an inheritance. Really? To, yes, there's an inheritance to it. And really looking at, at what that gifting is and who you are and really working to own it, harness it within your DNA. Um, sometimes people have experiences, experiences of having broken DNA. So really working with Yeshua to heal that and, and really working to partner back into who you were created to be, um, really being able to possess that space again. Um, so how do you find out if what your line is? Because, you know, I come from a Lutheran background. Mm -hmm. My parents would say, you know, not admit to anybody being prophetic. So is, is this working with Holy Spirit? It really is working with Holy okay. Spirit. And again, um, you may not know, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, I take you through an activation in the module so that you can look to see. You may, mm. you may not know. I see. Yeah. So Good. it may be a journey of discovery for you. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. And the last module is module number seven, realms, timelines, and scrolls. This is really where I talk about thought realms, for example, like mm -hmm. what we just spoke about just a few minutes ago. We talk about your destiny scroll. We talk about the scroll from the forehead of the father, what you're really, what you're really intention to do, the possibilities for you. Mm -hmm. um, if there is something where, that's happened for you where you've stepped out of your best timeline, how to work on harnessing your time again, healing your time, understanding that time is a fabric. It's actually a stretchy fabric that can be folded and manipulated. And Ooh, so, yes, yeah, so that's cool. we get into that. And again, there's an activation with that one. Nice. So yeah, really working to heal that. Cool. Yes. Yeah, I did listen to that. That was a good one. Very good. good. Okay. So how do people get a hold of yes, this? Absolutely. On my website, ruthieandrews.com, ruthieandrews.com. That's R-U-T-H-I-E-A-N-D-R-E-W-S.com. And you're going to see that there's a group coaching link. Click on that and it's going to take you into the nuts and bolts healing basic series. Mm -hmm. um, and you can sign up through the website. Yes. Yeah. All right. Very good. And so uh, just one more. Um, I know you mentioned this earlier, but it does also come with two, two. Uh, online group coaching. Absolutely. Right? You're going to be able to be with me for two. A 90... month. Yes. Every month. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Two 90 minute um, hot seat sessions where we're going to work on things that are more personal and individual for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take you through some personal activations. There's prayer times. There's other people on the calls. I do some teaching. If there, if there's something that's coming up that we need to press into a little bit further, I'll provide some more information. Mm -hmm. They've been dynamic. Those group hot seat calls have been fantastic. I'm loving them. They're great. Oh, cool. They've I'm going to have to listen in on. Yes. Um, one of the things that I like about it is sometimes people ask the question that you're afraid to ask. So it's like, Ooh, I get the answer to Yes, it's true. It's, yeah. it's amazing that, yeah, somebody else may be having an experience on the call and bringing something up that really activates something for you. So it's fabulous to be able to work that out in a group, in a group setting Yeah, with yeah. other folks. All yeah. right. Really good. Yeah. Okay. So the moment has come. Can yes. we do an activation together? Yeah, we're going to do an activation together. Okay. Are we going to do it together? Or are you going to do it to me? Or I'm, what's going to, I'm just going to teach everybody. How okay. And to I'll do just what, follow you. Yeah, and just I'm just going to teach everybody okay. how to do this exercise. Okay. Back to that piece about anxiety. When I was talking about module number one, and I was talking about rewiring and creating a different experience. 
This is a classic introductory basic exercise that I give people a lot. In order to start to induce calm, we have to bring about an experience of calm in order to allow the body to not be in a space where we're creating anxiety or you're partnering with anxiety. Yeah. So here's an exercise that you can do, and I encourage people to do this 5, 10, 15, 20 times a day even. Really? Um, to, okay. to, to practice and repeat. And the reason why, I give people an example quite often of Kenny G, the famous saxophonist. Uh-huh. Um, my gosh, he's put out so many albums over the years. And if you didn't, if you if you think about Kenny G, if anybody didn't need to practice the saxophone, it'd be Kenny G. But he practices six days a, a week, three hours a day, wow. three hours a day. This is really this is not a fix it or cure all exercise that I'm giving you all right now. This is really a self discipline. Mm-hmm. And with any self discipline, we need to practice. And the more that you practice, the more I think that you're going to see the benefit from it. Okay. So here we go. It's called the four, seven, eight breathing exercise. What we're doing with this breathing exercise is breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth in through the nose, out through the mouth. Okay. Why do we do that? I've heard that before. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it really has to do with controlling the breath oh. and it really has to do with with where you're placing your concentration and focus. Because if, if, if I tell you breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth, I want you to think about what you instantaneously do. You start to think about, and what do you pull your concentration away from? The problems, the concerns, the areas that aren't going right for you. We're now focused in on the breath. Okay. That's where I want your concentration and focus. If you have a, div- a, a divided mind, if you're thinking about the problems while you're doing the breathing, this exercise will be far less effective. Yeah, right. Okay, so, so this needs if, to be intentional. If we're stuffed up or for some reason, <laughs> it's okay to just go one or the other. Yes, right? okay, absolutely. Right. Absolutely, <laughs> okay, absolutely right. yes. I okay. also want you to be concentrated in on belly breathing. This really oh, needs yeah. to be a deep breath. Okay. We, we really often, we, we as Americans are shallow breathers. We're not a breathing culture. Yeah. This really needs to be a deep breath. Think about that air really circulating in through, in through your lungs and really think about your stomach rising and falling, that belly rising and falling with your breath. Um, again, I really want your concentration and focus to be pulled down into this exercise and for your thought to really be on the breath. So I'm going to take you through it. Okay. We're going to breathe in on a slow four count, hold for seven beats, and exhale for eight. Inhale four, hold seven, exhale eight. Okay, you know me. I got to <gasps> ask. I have to ask. Yes. What is with the four and the seven? Okay, and the got it. <laughs> Sorry. We'll this, get there. Yeah, we will. we'll get there. This <laughs> exercise was specifically designed for sleep induction from the outset. For people who have problems with falling asleep and staying asleep, this exercise was specifically designed for when your head is down on the pillow and you're ready to fall back to sleep again. Okay. So what it does is move the carbon dioxide more readily out of your lungs and moves the brain from a ramped up brain wavelength state down to a lower, calmer brain wavelength state. And in order for that to happen... The exhale needs to be longer than the inhale. It's critical that the exhale be really about twice as long as your inhale. Okay. And that holding piece allows the, the carbon dioxide to build and for there to be a push for it to move. I, she's so brilliant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I had to ask. You know me. I'm the curious right. sort. Well, okay, there you got the it. information. So I'm, we're glad she asked. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's do it. So yeah, we're going to go four, seven, eight. We're going to go in for four. It's going to go one, two, three, four. Hold for seven, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Exhale, eight, two, three, four, 
five, six, seven, eight. You're going to cycle through that three to four times in a set. I won't do that right now, but okay. when you're doing this exercise, you're going to inhale four, hold seven, exhale eight, cycle through three to four times. I've had a lot of people tell me that they have been able to fall asleep on the second and third time through this exercise. That's how quickly it can work. Oh, now, wow. again, it's a self-discipline. This is People often ask me, give me something that's going to fix it. I'm not going to give you something that's going to fix it. I'm, not, I'm good, but I'm not that good. This is something that you practice and that you really allow it over time to work for you. You're going to work it. You're going to work it. And it okay. will start to work for you the more that you utilize it. Okay, so three to four times. Now, what right. if it doesn't work? Should you just keep doing it? Or should you focus on something else and come back to it? Okay, so... There just was in case. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is, again, it's not a cure-all. And so you, I definitely have people that come back to me and say, Ruthie, that really wasn't a thing for me. Like they're not, they're just not breathing exercise people. And if that's the case, there's other things that you can do. Progressive muscle relaxation exercise, body calm techniques. There's other things that you can utilize. Okay. Um, so maybe just just try that one uh, over a series of nights exactly, or something. Exactly. And, you know, give it a fair go. Give it a fair go. And then if it doesn't, then try something else. Exactly. Okay. But All there right. was something interesting that I heard you just say, Ruthie, if it doesn't work, what do I do? And that's the expectation that if you're if you're expecting the exercise to work, mm. that may be the clincher for you, right? Okay. It, it needs to be I am going to create a different experience. That needs to be the thought and the uh. intention behind the, the breathing exercise. I am going to partner in creating a different experience, and I invite Holy Spirit into my breath. I invite Yeshua into my breath. Mm. That will start to change it for you. That right there will start to change okay. it for you. Yeah. Yes. I know we were practicing the, the yod hey vav hey mm. breathing. Mm -hmm. So the, that's always mm -hmm. a, a good one too. But I love that this is for sleep because that's one of my challenges. Yes. That I, I'm no longer going to do have a challenge with because yes. I'm going to do this and it's going to work. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. All right. So is there anything else that you want to talk about with the, uh, about the, the course or about the kingdom or anything else going on with you, Ruthie? I'm or, just I'm... excited to have, I'm just excited to share this time with you and I'm excited to see you all in those group hot seat sections. Oh yeah. Sessions. We've yeah. got some work to do. So come join me, come right. partner in, in building a new kingdom experience and a new healing experience for yourself. That's really where it's at. Right. Healing. Can we imagine? Yeah. Can we imagine how if we if everybody gets healed and has the revelation and walks in the humility mm -hmm. and the love and the unity, right. we're gonna just really take over the world. <laughs> we really are, honestly. And even I'm not joking. I mean, yeah. I say it jokingly, but seriously, right. we can really cause that shift. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. that's, that's what's not happening currently in churches. Healing experiences are not being created currently in churches. Yeah. People go for an hour or an hour and a half show or a presentation and then they leave and nothing shifts. And we're really working on creating a shift. That's what this is about is yeah. doing your work so that you can move into a shift, right? You can be shifting as you're going. Yeah, yes. that's really good. Okay, so for the members, we're going to do another really cool exercise. So I just want to say thank you again for watching Kingdom Talks. 
I've just been so honored and blessed to have Ruthie here. Well, to be in Ruthie's yes. house here in, in Missouri. So thank you so much for the members. We appreciate you. We can't do this without your support. And so we just bless you yeah. so much. And if you haven't become a member, you can go to kingdomtalksmedia.com and click on the membership button. And of course, take the pledge while you're there if you haven't done that. This is the pledge of unity that we're calling 100,000 believers to join together with the, around those three plumb lines so that we can hold this movement together and not fracture just because of um, mm -hmm. different understandings of the revelation. Right. So go ahead and take that pledge and we will see you on the next broadcast. All right. Bye-bye.